0: Honestly, my zone of genius comes when I'm really in the present moment. When I am truly sunk into the present moment, I feel I make connections that maybe is not easy for others to see. And looking at different people and trying to unpack connections to then apply to the different models that I'm involved in. Truly the best work that I do gets done when I am giving my 100% full attention to the one thing that is on my to-do list.
1: Welcome to the Grant Owen Podcast, where we explore the world of entrepreneurship. Join us as we dive into the nitty-gritty of what it takes to start, grow, and scale a successful business. We're on a mission to share our experiences, failures, insights, and advice with others. Whether you're just starting out in your entrepreneurial journey, or you're looking to take your business to the next level, tune in and join the conversation about what it takes to succeed in the world of business.
0: we going forward.
1: Welcome to the Grant Owen Podcast. Thank you so much for spending time with me. Thanks for listening. Um, as always, I appreciate likes. I appreciate shares. I appreciate the subscribe button. But what's most important to me is that if this conversation resonates with you, and if you think there's one other person in your community or your friend or someone that you know that would benefit from hearing this, send it to that one person. That's all I ask. Not, I, I don't need any a ton of listeners. I don't need a ton of shares. I don't need you to write reviews really. All I want is that the people that need to listen to this get the value. So if you were listening to this and you think, oh, this reminds me of this one other person. Oh, there's this college athlete. Oh, there's this high school athlete. Or there's, there's this entrepreneur that's doing stuff in clothing. If this fits that demographic and you think of that person, send this to them. That's all I ask. Uh, today I have Taylor on my show, and I'm so excited. Taylor has such an amazing energy. We connected on LinkedIn. Um, Taylor, thank you so much for, for, for joining me and being a guest on my podcast today.
0: Let's go, Grant. First, thank you for hosting this podcast and for creating such a space where we can have conversations like this that are really raw and transparent. And don't don't talk so much about the bullshit, but dive into those true nuggets of and the <laughs> lessons that we learn throughout life. So, really appreciate you for creating this and having the ability to share this with others.
1: Yeah. So, I want to. I would love to dive into your story. So, a lot of a lot of what I I start out with, right, is like I, I love helping. People that are kind of like in that wantpreneur stage, they, they, they've been thinking, I want to start that thing, but they don't have the energy, they don't have the drive to do it, and I wanna, I wanna, I'm, I've invited a bunch of people, and I'm, I've had a bunch of people that kind of like tell their story of how they got from point A to point B, so point A being that like wanting to do something, mm-hmm. and point B, taking action and doing it, and knowing you, and knowing even the little co- few conversations that we've had, right? You're a doer. I just know, like you, you just go out and you get shit done and you just make stuff happen. So, tell me a little bit about your background, how you started, how you started as a as a professional athlete, um, a college athlete, and then went into being like, I really want to to do this and I want to solve this problem.
0: Let me also add, I'm still not sure what even I'm doing, and I think that's really important <laughs> to be aware of. Is like I am no. expert. I don't have 40 plus years of knowledge. It truly is me learning from my experiences and my conversations with others. And that's kind of how I'm building the path and knowing where to put my next foot forward. My story kind of starts, I was always an athlete in life. I went to A very competitive high school. I mean, the two years that I was starting shortstop on varsity softball team, we were 62 and 4. So we had four losses. Um, So understanding just what determination and hard work actually means. I mean, there are people that talk about it, but the grind is really mean something when you don't wanna do something and you have to do it in order to achieve that goal. And that's where that true grit comes in and determination and responsibility really to follow your path and believe in your why. What is your why for doing something? so my why was always being involved in sports and elevating my athletic ability. And I was so ingrained in the workouts, the going to the games, the travel, that I really never thought about my life beyond the sport until it was almost like in front of my face. Fast forward, um, I go into college. I'm playing college softball. It's going great. Definitely not as competitive as my high school was, and it's kind of interesting because you would think that going to college, you're now getting more competition and better competition, and the the games are a little bit tougher and it's a little harder. But I almost saw the reverse. I think my high school really prepared me for high level of athletics, and when I went to college, it was almost really easy. I mean, not bragging. I was getting rookie of the year doing all these fun things but they were more personal no accomplishments. No <laughs> they are more personal accomplishments and I was really focused on okay, how can we win championships for the team? And how can we how can I take the lessons I learned in high school and implement them and just use my work ethic and who I was to kind of shine on the field and help my teammates really elevate their level and their abilities. And it wasn't until sophomore year um, I went to NYU in New York City. I had to get an internship in order to graduate. I always thought... The two minutes that I actually gave thought of to my professional career, I was like, oh, corporate business sounds good. Like That's what I'll do after softball, but softball is it right now, and I didn't think much about it until I had this internship in the corporate business world. Um, I was at a very prominent big four accounting firm, and I had those three months of experience in the marketing division deal advisory, and I really believe that those were the greatest, potentially, three months of my life. I learned so much, more importantly, About myself, about the industry. And I said to myself in that moment my teammates, my classmates, my friends, my family, they might be running towards those corporate nine to five positions and, you know, touting about them, but. I literally it was a revelation for me. I said to myself, you couldn't write me a blank check right now and tell me to go do this because it just wasn't for me. And like kudos to the people that the corporate world is for them. It we need you, you know, and you need to you need to help us, but it just wasn't for me. I didn't find the environment was really collaborative and there was a lot of things that I thought and then when I actually got that experience, I was like, "Whoa, maybe I need to think of something else." And that was really a pivotal point in my journey because for the last 18 years I was just thinking about going to workouts, training, you know, and doing that whole sport thing. And that internship was really one of the first times that I thought about life beyond the sport. And I definitely went through some anxiety, definitely didn't wasn't clinically depressed, but definitely felt depressed because you know you just had something ripped out of you. Um, so what I decided to do is after that internship, I stopped playing softball. So I told my coach it just wasn't for me. I no longer was getting the value out of softball that I once was. Mm. And that was a really hard decision because I dedicated so many years, time, energy, not only me, but my family. And for me to make that decision, I really had to assess it through a lot of different lenses and perspectives. And is my time in softball truly Helping me be the best person and really shaping my path for the future, and it really helped me get to where I was. But it was no longer going to serve my future and whatever that was, yep. and I really didn't even know what that was. And I feel like that's where a lot of the nervousness and angst came from. Is I really, for the first time in my life, didn't have a path forward. I wasn't going to play professional college softball. I mean, professional softball, just not not it. Um, the pay is low. So anyone investing in women's sports, go. Invest in women's uh, professional softball Alexis Sohany, and this is a shout out to you. You follow me on Twitter, so go do your thing, buddy. Um, so just I really I really saw those. That, that moment and when I decided to stop playing, I really had to take a look and like what I wanted to do so what I started to do and now looking back is I was trying to find my Akagi which is in Japanese it's when you find your passions your purpose and you kind of align that and as a byproduct you get profits out of that so I really looked at myself and I said what are some things I like and what are some things I don't like uh, when I was in high school and even before that I used to be a, I still am a sneakerhead so I would actually I went to an all girls catholic high school and i was flipping sneakers to the many people but to my best target market my best icp which was the all boys high school um and it was really interesting selling uh and flipping sneakers to them because there was just an excess of them and who wouldn't want to buy from a female especially if you knew a little bit about sneakers so that worked out really well um but i knew i liked like that little bit of entrepreneurship (laughs) And my dad, he's an entrepreneur. He's he's created several products, exited. So he really understands the drive. And I learned a lot of different nuggets and lessons from him. So putting all those experiences together, I was like, I need to go find my way. Um, long story short, between junior year of college and senior year of college, started an artificial intelligence company, had a creative agency where we traveled all over the East Coast. We were in Texas, Florida. And we really tried to bridge my passions with the sport, with creative and tech. So with the creative agency, we were really focused on building athletic and athletes' personal brands. So we would go partner with these high schools and we would go show them all the ways that they can improve their digital presence, help them. And that was amazing because I really was now on a different spectrum of the athlete. I was able to talk to them as someone who was in the sport at a high level, kind of came out of it and now finding new passions. And how do you translate your passions in the sport that you have for like that competition to life outside of that? So that was a really pivotal time. Um, Also, caveat started the AI company before AI was ultra huge. I if I had another 24 hours in my day, I would certainly go back to building that. Um, so if there's anyone listening that wants to build an AI product that has to do with the creative world and photo recognition and stuff, hit me up. Maybe you could take the baby and, <laughs> and run with it. Um, that was a really fun time. So, so it sounds like it's
1: that wait, 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 I just want to, I want to butt in Not here. Me. I'm sorry to, sorry to interrupt. Uh, so it sounds like you were, if, if I'm putting the piece together, ultra competitive, uh, The the grind was always in you. You always had it. High school, yeah. it was always there. It may not have been for school, but it was like, <laughs> Definitely am, not for school. I'm going <laughs> to work my ass off. And then uh, you started, you had an internship that just woke you up to everything you hated. And blessing in disguise, you were like, okay, I want to f- do something for myself. And so you just kind of went on this journey of like, I'm just going to do a bunch of different stuff that interests me, that's tangential to the things that I'm, I know I'm good at and the things that I love. And I'm just going to see what works. So you've tested a bunch of things. As of this moment, what is working? What do you like? What are you doing?
0: Yeah, that's amazing. So I figured out my overarching, my why, where I sit today. And my why is to help others. Now, that's a bunch of bullshit when you go just talk about, like, oh, I want to go help others. Like, let me become whatever. Um, I really decided that how do you bridge all the different things that I was creating in in college? So now I'm in the process of creating an ecosystem of products, services and softwares that help you be your best self. Now, it's not going to really make sense to much people until all of these things come together maybe in a few years because every product, service, and software under Connecting You's umbrella is its own entity with its own team and its own brand. Um, So what I decided to do is take my understanding of nature too and how nature has been so sustainable for so many years because of its diversity and its ability to ebb and flow with whatever is given to it. So that's how we're building Connecting You. It's a diverse... Products, services, and softwares that are on this mission to empower others to really be the best person or the best company that they could be. So on the services side, we have yoga retreats. We just came back from Costa Rica where we had 40 unique individuals from 25 to 71. Okay, we had a billionaire and someone who used their last paycheck to come on this retreat in the same Room. We've been doing it for Mm. five years. My partner's been doing it for over a decade. And to see the transformations that happen in those experiences and in those rooms is one of my whys. It gives me that drive to help others see that you can almost take a vacation, but take a vacation for yourself and go more. Inward And not mm. look to, you know, do that more partying vacation, but more so celebrate yourself and see where you're at and maybe connect with yeah. your loved ones on a deeper level. We had, you know, husbands and wives come for girls, took a trip, a girl's trip. So we had like six girls that were all coming together. So really seeing those shifts And people sharing their real, honest experiences has been really impactful. So that's the retreats. Um, One of our products, we have a wellness t-shirt. So we've been working with doctors and nuclear physicists for a decade now. And we found a way to infuse frequencies into the inks of our logos, which is actually giving us health benefits. So we have it on Olympic athletes and professional athletes right now. Our t-shirts, the Advantage tee, which is... It's known to help them reduce their soreness, perform a little bit better in the moment, and overall help them focus better just by stimulating you know, certain things in our body. And then on the wow. software side, we have a B2B SaaS product that we're actually just launching this week to our beta list. Let's go. Yeah, All let's right. go. So that's exciting. And just those few things really inspire me to keep moving forward so as you could see the ecosystem is quite diverse i mean we're talking about a b2b SaaS where one person would spend maybe their whole life just working on that um, where i'm almost doing a all of these things and i definitely can't do it alone that's why i have teams (laughs) and have people that are able to help me but the one common mission is with connecting you is you're we're always going to focus on the human first so we're not focused on the algorithm we're not focused on the metrics it's really are we touching the human on a cellular level are we helping shift their minds are we helping them see something in a new way. Maybe we're not saying it's the right way or the wrong way because there's infinite ways to do something. But it's, hey, have you ever thought about this? And really helping guide them into new perspectives, new ideas, and really becoming that curious explorer for themselves. Because true growth, I feel, happens when you are curious and you are looking at all the different things and then making an assessment that's best for yourself and not just prescribing to whatever you hear or download that day and that's really the mm. whole ecosystem and then we also have a couple of podcasts um, that run alongside of that so man that's you got really it fun. all
1: you got all. so here's my question i want to ask this because if i'm if i'm a listener right and i'm thinking uh, especially if i'm if i'm in in my shoes right where i'm thinking like probably like two three years ago where i was sitting where i would listen to a podcast like this and I'd be like man i really want to be inspired by someone who's getting shit done and doing stuff that almost sounds like an over, like I'm actually sitting here and I only run two businesses and that sounds like an overwhelming amount of work, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm like, I got my two businesses, I got my two teams, I got my two stresses, right? <laughs> like that's, that's all I can really handle. So my, my question, like something that's going on in my mind is, for, like I'm, I'm feeling in, in myself, like when I'm focused on two different things, I'm split. And it's really hard for me to half-ass two things. Uh, and, and it's been a priority of figuring out like, how can I whole ass one thing? I really want to get myself like in a position where I'm completely focused on one thing and one target, and one goal. Yes. Having teams is awesome. Yes. I can delegate so much. And so like the teams I have, they're in place and they're doing stuff, but why, why are you dedicating so much of your energy to so many different diverse things? Do you think that that's, just your nature where you're like, I need to I need to spend four hours here, I need to spend five hours here, I need to talk to this. You love that or are you like, like is, it, is there an element of you that's like, man, I really wish I could just focus on this?
0: Yeah, so it's almost, uh, it's an internal struggle that I've been, I guess, questioning myself on and really filtering where I put my time in a few different, through a few different lenses. And when I get this question, it's really interesting because, it per, it's perceived that i'm doing so much in so many different places but i am very keen and focused on time management and batching and i don't ever do two things at once that's completely i can't do that actually according to science like your brain technically cannot focus can't on effectively
1: <laughs> multitasking yeah. yeah
0: even though it might feel like you're multitasking newsflash you actually can't unless you're some like scientific anomaly. So that's (laughs) interesting. But I, so so what I I do is I time manage and batch everything. So what I do is for each of the companies, I'll have these overarching goals, right? And then for, depending on my schedule of the week, I just understand, okay, I have three hours of deep work for this. And I know that once I'm like really talking with the nuclear physicists and the biologists, on the one thing that it's hard for me to get my brain into like software so I'll just make sure that that day I don't have much going on with the software product when I'm doing that deep work so I really strategically allocate where my time goes and to much of you know what others may perceive. I'm actually not doing a bunch of things. It's not like for one company I'm the CMO, for another company I'm the CRO. Like I'm almost sitting on the board of all of these companies, if you would, and just yeah. helping with the vision. And then obviously I'm also the janitor too when stuff needs to get done because when you're <laughs> when you're the person, like that. that's it. You're cleaning up all the shit. You're directing like the that. ship. You're yep. cleaning the ship up. You're fixing the wood on the ship. You're doing everything. And I really take that to heart that you know I'm here to help guide and to do and I'll also do all of the nitty-gritty things that need to get done while the team is really focused on keeping us aligned and and driving those goals so it, it really isn't like I'm doing a million different things at once I really do try to Batch things, prioritize things and manage them in a way. But then of course, you know, you have life where you have to get on a demo after you just got off a call with a nuclear physicist and that happens and I'm my the way that I work, that's classic. okay with me. The classic yeah, nuclear
1: classic. physicist, then another call. Exact it's the same exact thing. Uh,
0: my day is interesting and it'd be really cool to see maybe cameras follow me and the different topics that are discussed. <laughs> you, know, you go from curating yoga experiences to talking about the, you know, molecular makeup of some kind of cell and frequency to who knows what. Um, But yeah, it it goes back to time management, batching, understanding your why and your goals, and then how can you align those and have everything kind of working in cohesion together. So I would say it's much more of a one harmonizing dance than it is all of these different silos. I mean, eventually... Mm -hmm. You'll be able to go to connecting you and you'll just be able to type in a search and these things will eventually just pull up and come up and you won't have to understand all of the different dynamics of the company because they're really driven toward mission. So that's at a high level. I would definitely emphasize the batching, the time management, and then understanding that you can't multitask. You need to get that through your head. You know, I won't be able to be answering emails while trying to like hop on a call. Like it just won't happen. I've found myself <laughs> making many errors trying to multitask. So, a lesson to my younger self: don't think you could do it all. Know your strengths, and then have mm. everyone else compliment those strengths. And
1: mm. it,
0: it, it also, when you look at it, it goes back to you know sports. Well, not everyone's a point guard. You know, you have a point guard, you have a center, and everyone's got to play those different roles. And for each of the companies, I may play different positions, and you—that's why you have teams. So the one goal, yeah. though, is common. How can we help each other be our best? Period.
1: <laughs> my follow up question to that, though, is that in my mind, so you're you're thinking about like this is my zone of genius. You like I think you used use a Japanese phrase for it. What would you classify your like zone of genius as? Like what would you say? Like if I th- if I'm handling this, I'm happy all the time. I'm doing what I love, and I feel like I can have balance despite stress. I feel really awesome doing this.
0: What is my zone? That's a really beautiful question. Honestly, my zone of genius comes when I'm really in the present moment. When I am truly sunk into the present moment, I feel I make connections that maybe are is not easy for others to see and like connections between sneaker culture and tech connections between you know sports legacy teams like the lakers and then legacy companies like apple and what are those commonalities um and looking at different people and trying to unpack those connections to then apply to the different models that I'm involved in. And really that happens in in the present moment. And there's been a lot of experiences in my life that have really shook me to ensure that every day I'm in that present moment and truly the best work that I do gets done when I am giving my 100% Full attention to the one thing that is on my to do list. And right now, that's being in this conversation. I mean, I have meetings after this, but I literally, if you ask me, I can't even think about what they are because I'm so <laughs> in this conversation that I can I, tell. Yeah. You know, I can't well, even understand so, like, what the next part is. So, so, are you,
1: I guess, my guess is that you would be really good at sales, right? I think like your personality, you're outgoing, you're really good at connecting. Like, you've created a company called Connecting You, but like, my guess is that your strength is like you can network. You can reach out to people, and when you interact with people, you're like, "I want to be with you." I'm gonna say your name. I'm gonna look at your face. I'm gonna be like, "Can I add value to you? Can can we partner in some way?" I'm just like, my guess is like that's just like true to your personality. Is that right?
0: Interesting. I would say yes, but I it's not practiced, and that's something that I'm almost like dealing with a little imposter syndrome. Is people say I'm really good? I don't believe.
1: I don't believe in imposter syndrome. I know it's bullshit. It
0: sucks. Um, fun fact, I never held like a professional, an actual professional position. Like there are people on my payroll, but I have never been on someone else's payroll, like hire, like gone into an interview. So it's really, well, so
1: wait, wait, so I want to clarify this. Cause like you also said that the retreats you guys have been doing, some of the stuff you've been working on has been in the progress for like the last 10 years. So, uh, a lot of like the underlying thing here is that you have a partner that helps, I'm sure in a lot of ways and there's complimentary things. I'm guessing that he set up a lot of this stuff and you came in and you said, I like what you're doing. I see how we can make it better. Let me help you make it better. Is that kind of what happened?
0: That's kind of what happened for every one of the companies in Connecting Use ecosystem. So every company has a different partner. Connecting Use solely owned by me, but then SoulScape, our yoga retreat business, that's a, a dual ownership. The software, there's three co-founders. The t-shirts, there's four of us, and they're all different people, all different teams um, with all different strengths and weaknesses. So yes, to your point, definitely did not set all of this up or come up with the idea to infuse frequencies and in t-shirts like that was not me. Um, but helping drive the mission and push, push the ball along and mm. get any little thing done is, is everything that I'm, I'm about. So yeah, well, definitely have others helping set things up and push the ball along.
1: Yeah. Well, no, but then what I want to ask is like, how did you start that? Like, what was the first one? You had this idea, I want to do this. Or like you probably working on ASF where or the creative stuff. And then there was some kind of relationship that happened that you said, hmm, that might be an opportunity for me to try something new. What yeah. was that?
0: So I wanted to bridge the creative agency and like their athletic scope with the wellness stuff. And I didn't know how to do that under the yeah. creative brand because it was very heavily on the creative. And if we introduce like yoga and wellness to our athletes, just, you know, putting on a, as a marketing agency, they probably wouldn't really understand that. So in my head, I guess that's where the initial thinking was and how do I create multiple offerings, but under relevant, like branding with the relevant messaging, talking to the right people. So I would think, I would say, when I was in college that my initial ideas of, okay, how can I do or create multiple offerings that serve maybe the same person is where the initial ideas really came on. But I would say yeah. I didn't officially you know, start that business model until just a couple years ago when I started to put these partnerships that were me just helping you know, the company into writing and say, okay, I'll become a partner in this. This is my roles and responsibilities. Let's do this. These are the goals. Um, so it kind yeah. of became a byproduct of – the penciled working relationships that I had with these different teams and partners. And then we just made it official. So, you know, instead of the reverse where you try to think of all the things first, the ideas, the setting up the team, I just got right into it. And then we'll, we'll figure out all the, the details once we see it's working. Um, and that really helped me.
1: Yeah. I love that. And I think like that's, again, I think that's, uh, that's a set that not everybody has. Uh, There's a lot of people that are driven, right? There's a lot of people that are like, I got it. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to compete my ass off. And usually they find a context where it's like, yep, I see the pool of people that, like this is usually me. I see the pool of people that I can compete against and I know how I can beat them. Or I know that I'm going to be able to beat them just by working my ass off, right? Mm -hmm. And usually they just like execute, and so you kind of like can put them in most of the time it works in a corporate environment. Sometimes it works in a student environment. But like most of the time it works in like a corporate environment where you're like sales or analy- analysts or something like that. There's like some kind of role where it's like, yep, there's a metric to hit. People who hit are going to win. You've done something which is really interesting, which I think some people might be able to identify with where you're like, I can do anything. I can do any of this stuff. I can do the creative. I can do the SaaS stuff. I don't need like you're not a developer, but you can do it. You can figure out how to make products because fundamentally it's about how do you connect the product and the need to the person, and then how do you find the people to bridge the gap between the two. Um, but that's a skill set that not many people have. Mm. Being the person that's the connector, being the person that says, "Yep, I see an opportunity for me not only to help people in this unique way, but also to profit." Um, how, like, I think everybody wants to be there. <laughs> like, not everybody, but like the dream in the back of people's heads. Right is like saying yes. I'd love to be able to say, "Go do this," mm-hmm. and then find the people and get it done. Um, but there's so many other elements in that that are so complex. Versus like talent acquisition. Talent acquisition is hard, right? And then team team motivation, team back. management. Like that's all this stuff back. is like really difficult.
0: I gotta push back on that, Grant. Talent acquisition is hard when you're looking in the wrong places. There is a lot of talent out there and there is a lot of people that I would take on my team and they don't necessarily have the skills that I might be looking for, but they have that drive and that passion and the skills could be easily taught. No offense to yes. anyone, but like yes, most jobs can be taught.
1: Yes, I, I 100% agree, but that is a startup founder mentality that is not shared and it's not a th- something that people understand like the amount of people that have dm'd me in the last two like i have too many to count right dm me in the last last two months of like grant do you know any side hustles grant do you know like I, i'm i'm a mom with kids and i'm trying to work this many hours a week and trying to figure out how i can build something i'm uh you know like i'm trying to figure out like uh what like i i've been trying this it hasn't been working i want to try this other thing there's some people that just message me and say my only goal my dream in life is to have a place where I can work remotely and I can retire my wife. Someone DM me that in the last couple of days. That's like people, people look at their day job, right, and their resume, and if they're trying to transition between jobs or they're trying to find remote jobs, they go on LinkedIn, and they go look in the jobs, and then they go to remote jobs, and they go to their title, they kind of fit, and then they apply for it, and then boom, you realize that you're competing against 475 other applicants, and you get that little thing on the bottom that says five of them are doctors- Two of them have six master's degrees, right? And it's like, you're like, there's no shot. I'm going to have any, any chance of doing this. So there is a disconnect between like, like the talent doesn't know how to connect with people like you. The talent doesn't know that they just have to have these attributes and then be the type of go-getter to say, let me DM this person and see if I can add value to their life. And if the money, money makes sense, we're going to have a good partnership. There's not, like, people just don't approach things that way.
0: A couple notes and thoughts on this. So one, for the people that are sending in their resume, like every other person, do something different. If I was going to apply to a job right now, most likely the position is going to be filled with a lot of overly qualified candidates more than myself. But you know what I'm going to do to stand out? I'm going to show up to the hiring manager's office with some cupcakes. I'm going to go find out what their paper <laughs> book is. I'm going to send them the book. How bad do you really want the position? And if you're doing what everyone yep. else is doing, newsflash, it's going to be hard. You're going to have yep. a lot of yep. really difficult and time.
1: You, you can find there's like pretty much there's two ways to go about it. I, we, can, we don't have to dive into this, but I do have opinions on this too. You can either be that person where it's like you're going to find your avenue, you're going to find your templative thing, and you're going to bang out 400 of them in a day. And I'm saying in a day, and I know it's draining. I know you have to fill out all the, you know, I don't have a disability and I'm, I'm like part Native American stuff, but you either have to do it all, hire a VA, do it in a day, or you have to actually go and be like, here's the seven jobs I want. There's seven companies and seven roles, and I'm going to go to those roles and I'm going to connect with every person in each of those businesses. And I'm gonna say, How can I connect with X? Do you know how I can connect with X? And I'm gonna me- message 10 people at each job, which is 70 messages, right? In a day. And I'm gonna, like, That's just like, there's no other way to go about it. You'd have to do volume, or like, Cause I, I knew some people that were like, They're like, Yeah, I hate my job. I can't stand it. I'm like, how, how many jobs have you applied to? And you're like, I, I applied to two. And I'm like, What?
0: More like, like The, like the science, 100.
1: the hundred, yeah, the science math is like, if you do a hundred, you'll get 10, 10 of them will read five of them might give you an interview and one of them might give you an offer. That's if you do a hundred and that's pretty much the same conversion rate on sales. So it's like, like just the fact that people think they don't need to do volume or they don't need to do it a different way. Like Taylor, how, so like you're saying you want to grow something massive connecting you. You're saying you want it to be huge. You want it to be something where it's basically a search engine. Do I need this? I'll connect with this. I'll find the person that does this. so, Tell me, like,
0: I gotta push back too. Cause the goal is not to make it huge. The goal is to just impact one person at a time and do that through each of these things. So it's not necessarily. Wait, that's
1: different. That's different. Tell me. So then, like, wait, wait, wait. So why is there a goal? The goal is to impact one person. I'd like that. I resonate with that. How, like, how does that make money? Is the one person rich?
0: well you have to touch one person at a time is what i'm saying it's it's yes yes the goal is to grow connecting you to be big but that really doesn't matter if we're not aligned with the true mission of why connecting you is here and that's truly to help each person be their best self and you do that through actually doing what you say you know the people that come on our retreats steady retreat goers, and they bring their friends. So that's a proven model to me to say, okay, it's not only providing value to the person that's coming, but it's providing enough value that they want to share it with the people they love. That, to me, yeah. is all I needed in order to, you know, prove out that model. So for for the retreats, though, you know, you're, not, you're touching 40 people, but Each person in that group is individuals, and you have to make sure you're holding space for them and sharing time with them like they are the only person there. And that's what I really Mm. mean by it starts with one person, and the focus is just one person in the moment. Um,
1: Okay, so let me shift gears. Let me ask you some questions about this. What does growth look like to you? What do you guys want to do from, from a growth perspective?
0: What does growth look like? Growth looks like getting all of the few products and services and software that we have out there uh, more well known, and just get it into a nice place where we're on that growth model. For a couple of the companies where there, we're in the growth stage, meaning we we have traction and we're just now scaling. Um, A couple of the companies where more on the idea stage, where we're. we're beginning to grow we're getting on the software side we're getting our beta users but there's still so much that needs to be done we're nowhere near a uh, product market fit yet so for some of the companies within the ecosystem a, a little bit more work needs to be done so i would say growth looks like in five years thousands of people are now using connecting use offerings i'm not going to put a specific number on that let's just say thousands it um, kind of riff off there. Okay. I'm really so in the trenches right now on just impacting each individual person that's a part and uses every one of these services. So I would say now I'm more on like the customer service slash nurturing roles yep. with the companies that are growing, and that's uh, interesting because you're getting a lot of feedback. But I do want to just touch and, zo- and scroll back a little bit to when I did graduate from college I didn't just start these companies like I had ideas I wanted to start connecting you but connecting you didn't really start till two years after I graduated and in between those two years I was actually a project manager in construction so my dad is a general contractor and I've always been fascinated on like building and how building can relate to building a business building a person up and it starts with a strong foundation like that theory applies whether you're in construction or you're trying to build yourself to be the best person. And I was a project manager there and we were actually on the last job I was at, we were building a 14 story building in New Jersey. And I was the only girl with boots on the ground with had to be over 120 guys that were on the job daily. And it actually got to a point where I was meditating with about 20 guys on the job every day. It first started where I was, (laughs) because I would meditate at lunchtime and I would tell the guys. I know. I would tell the guys, please keep Please keep the room like dark. Like I just need like ten minutes. they will be like, "Oh, what the fuck are you doing in there?" All this shit. And then it got to a point where they were like, "Wait, what are you doing?" I was like, "What? You guys are too macho to breathe through your nose, and like that's a that's a difficult task for you."
1: Tell me but, those guys were not just hitting on you, though. Tell me those guys were not just hitting on you.
0: Hey, though. I'll take what I, I'll take whatever yeah. it is if is. You're gonna do your best self. Like you're like.
1: But tell her you're like you're like I was I was flipping shoes at high school sneakers. and girl boys liked buying them from girls. Like of course of course guys on the construction center are going to meditate with the girl in a dark room of course Good. that well, doesn't then surprise me one coming.
0: bit <laughs> keep <laughs> up contacting. that's um- awesome But that was a really interesting that was really interesting for me because, you know, the people that are on construction sites, most of the time they don't choose that as their career path. And it's kind of like they end up there because of life circumstances. I mean, I was dealing with people that were incarcerated for 25 years and they just got out and I'm having conversations with them about life and humanity and what they think about all the things they learned in their past and those conversations really were the catalyst um, for starting connecting you and giving a platform to people like that, that are incarcerated or feel like they're in a job where they can't get out of it or they don't know what's next and serving information and offerings to help people like that get out of there, what they, what they consider stuck.
1: Yeah. I love that. I mean, so, and I, I think like what you've highlighted too is, is like, I think there's more, there's, There's two types of people. There's the person that follows the path that makes the most sense for them. And usually it means going to college, finding some level of internship, and then working for one of the companies that you interned at. Or working in the field that you initially thought, I wanna do this. But the amount of people that actually end high school saying, I know what I wanna do, is like, very few. And the amount that actually go to college and then continue to do that thing, Even fewer. So there's those people, and then there's the person that's like, I don't know what I want to do yet. I'm going to go try to figure it out. And you just go and you test a bunch of things. You try a bunch of things. You learn a bunch of things in the process. And then you fall into, okay, of all these things I've tried, this one makes the most sense because I missed it. Or I'm seeing a consistent theme in all these five different jobs that I didn't like this, but I really like this. And there's that. I, I think... I wish more of those people existed because kind of like you're saying, I'm not like construction's blue collar, you know, a lot of of blue collar jobs are very similar where you kind of, you fall into it and then it's like the beginning, it's like, it's good money, right? Like you're making, like it's, there's not many things like that where you can like start off and you're like, I'm making 25, 30 an hour, right? Like, (laughs) like there's not many entry level jobs where you're going to be able to do that. But when you can't see the vision of like how things scale or when you're like, okay, I'm going to be 20 years later I'm still going to be making like 40 45 an hour versus like how do I add value so that I'm making 75 100 150 an hour because that's what I'm worth right uh, there's 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 people that view things from two different perspectives of like this is good I'm good with this and like I'm not content I'm ready to figure out what's next so for you like where where does where do you think that contentment's going to be are you thinking like the vision that you have for what you're currently doing and the growth that you guys are on the the companies that you're working with where you, you like the things that they're creating, you like the people you're talking to are you like yeah the next 5 years this is what it, like I just want to grow these things or are I'm, you like are you still in that acquisition phase where you're like I want to want to bring more people in and figure out like more things of what I like
0: I would say I'm definitely because of because of how I engineered where I'm at in my life. I would say that everything that I do, I love. Like, it's not even a question of like, like, I will wake up at any time, 4am, whatever, just the time, go to bed at any time for all of these different things. So I really feel like I'm in the place where I found what I love. I found my passions. And now it's just about being the business person to sustainably build the teams and the business models around those passions to obviously make make a profit and put food on the table for my family. Um, so I'm definitely yeah. in the place where I'm, I'm content, but I'm also in a super understanding place that life changes. And where I sit right now and where I, where I sit in a year from now, I might be saying a completely different thing. And that is just you take what life gives you and you're able to, you know, put your best foot forward and make the best decisions that you can in that moment that align with your values. And to your point about the few different people that there are in the world, I really feel like it stems from curiosity. And the moment you lose that curiosity of can my life be a little better or can I do something that provides me a little bit more joy. The moment you lose that ability to ask yourself those questions and really face the answers you're receiving to those questions is like, why do I really hate my job? Like, don't just say I hate my job. Like, there are reasons why the job you, you don't like, you know, but unpeeling that away and really facing those answers is sometimes difficult and i feel like so many people as they go through life and have experiences they lose that curiosity and that's why they get stuck because they no longer are questioning all of the different experiences and scenarios in their life that could potentially be giving them an opportunity because they just they're they're lost they're kind of they they get like the blinders on like as a a horse and that's where i feel like it becomes sad
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, like you're saying, like question everything, which I like. I think it's good to question. Like, I, there's, 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 there's contentment, and there's complacency. Those are two very different things. I know people that are content, and I know people that are like in a good way content. Right? Like, it may not be the situation I want, but for them, they're like, I love this. This is great. Like, I'm like, G- why? Don't, do you want to do what, what's the what? What are you What are you doing for your future? You're like, dude. I, I work weird. from home every like I work from home three days a week. I, I make good money. I'm able to buy my house. I'm able to like I'm able to spend time with my kids. And it's fun. And then there's other people that are like complacent. Where I'm like, there's nothing good about your situation, and there's no future with where you're heading, right? And you need to see that you have more value if you view things from a different perspective. Um, so I wish more people would recognize that they're probably in a complacent state. Versus a content state Because I'm all down Like please be content everybody. If everybody in the world could be content That'd be awesome But more, more often than not People are complacent And I, I want to ask you this I think like this is, a, this is a good place To like almost land What does is, what is, like balance look like to you? Because health is a big priority You're juggling all this stuff You have your time blocks you're very, you're very present with where you're at So what does balance mean? Does like from a time perspective From like a health perspective How do you keep balance in your life?
0: I love I love this question and I feel like this question is the reason why I am able to do so much. I I have a few non non-negotiables in my day. One of them is movement. I must move. And I'm not talking about like that 5-minute stretch in between the meetings. I'm talking about like moving, okay? So like at least 20 minutes of some kind of yoga or working out or going for a run. Getting out there or getting out of the, you know, office environment and going to do something and then mindfulness. So practicing mindfulness for me, that's meditation. But I emphasize that I meditate in a lot of different ways. So sometimes you'll find me sitting in the doctor's office as I wait to be called with my eyes closed, truly meditating. Or sometimes I'll be surfing. Sometimes I'll be playing a sport just as a pickup game, and that's my form of meditation and like letting my mind just go and flow and be free. So I would have to say movement and mindfulness Mm -hmm. are two of my non-negotiables. And then one thing that um, I would say I'm 90% consistent on is sleep. So I'm a huge nerd on like your body and how you could biohack and all this fun stuff, but what I realized is I actually had... I fainted in college and long story short, I was going to be put on like all these different medications until I became curious and found out that it actually like I was fainting because I was I wasn't getting sleep. I wasn't getting enough sleep Mm -hmm. but I was just overworking myself. And when I realized when I started to get seven hours of sleep, my mindset, my mentality, the way my body felt completely shifted and now I try at least to get seven hours every night because I truly like I used to think it was really cool oh pulling an all-nighter getting like those four hours of sleep just to say you did because you're working so hard but that's a bunch of bullshit like in order for you to be sustainable and to make sure you're okay and your well-being is first you have to prioritize um, sleep so those are my few non-negotiables that I would attribute to me being able to do all of this and be present here and not be thinking of a million things.
1: Um, I love yeah. that. I love that. I think it's super important. So, so how about do you feel you, like, Brent? are you like, I'm all, how about me? How about you? I have a, I have a list of daily non-negotiables. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, are your top three? I, I, I have six, hmm. I have six categories. Ooh. I have six categories. I so like, <laughs> yeah. So like for me, like I put it, uh, it's like a wealth category. So I, I use like the wealth acronym. And I, I, I have like every single day, elements of this need to be in my life. So W is for worship. There has to be some time dedicated to spirituality. Um, e is education. So I want to be learning something every day. It could be something small. 10 minutes of reading, uh, reading a book, nonfiction, right? A little bit of Audible, a podcast. That's something for me. Uh, a is affluence. and So it's only 20%. Like, Only 20% of my life priority is going to be making money. Um, just because I know if I, I spend more time than that, my life is going to be imbalanced. Um, L is lifestyle, so uh, doing things that I enjoy. Sometimes that's uh, you know like I, I enjoy whiskey, I enjoy um, golfing every every month or so. I enjoy I enjoy sports, so like doing things like that. That's that's fun for me. Uh, team, so like focusing on my family, focusing on my my friends, trying to like invest in my community.
0: Your really your family, I have to say, your family and your friends are the most important team. And then like your yeah. actual professional team comes yeah. secondary. And I just also really want to highlight that, that anyone that's yeah. a founder or new into this whole like doing your own thing alone or with small teams, really cherish your support and your family and prioritize that because you won't get those moments back and you don't want to mm-hmm. miss those those times. So. That's beautiful. Yeah.
1: yeah, for real. So, like, yeah, for like, I, like each of these categories, like I have like a little practical in there, right? So, it's like there's like 30 minutes of playtime without my phone, right? Every day, like, hope, some days it's going to be two hours, right? But like, no matter how busy I am, I'm going to spend 30 minutes dedicated to each kid. And I'm just going to be like, yep, I'm going to be with you. I'm gonna, and it's like, same with my wife. Like, I'm like, I'm going to spend non negotiable time. Sometimes I fail, but like, I'm like, I want to spend, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, No matter how much work I have, I can take time to do this. I can take time for ten minutes to read. I can take time for a little bit of prayer. Uh, I can take like every morning, like daily non-negotiable for health is like I'm going to work out every single day, every single day. So it's like it doesn't have to be crazy. Might be 45 minutes. (laughs) Today, today I woke up and I was like, I don't want to go and I don't like. But I was like, I I asked myself, I was like, the man I want to be does these things. So go, Grant. I'm going to go do it. So I went and did it. And like, I, it wasn't that crazy. But like, I, I work out every day, whether I feel like it or not. And uh, that's just like what well, health, that's just, it doesn't have to go crazy. But like, those are categories for me where I have kind of goals within each. And I try to, I try to have like a daily action attributed to those goals. I fail a lot, but that's, that's how I'm trying to categorize it.
0: Hey, you're put, it's the intention that you're. Your intent is to do, and I feel like once your yeah. ten- intention is aligned, then the kind of actions will, will flow, and then when you face that resistance of like, I really don't want to get up this this morning and work yeah. out, and what you actually <laughs> do, it's almost, it feels a little bit more rewarding. You're like, oh my yeah. gosh, I feel a little better than I, than well, I obviously you would have.
1: Really all it is is like a blueprint, right? I'm trying to figure out a blueprint of who I want to be, and it's like, mm-hmm. I can make, I can like things throughout the day. I'm like, does this align with the blueprint? Cause I said, I'm writing this down and I'm saying, this is what I want to do and this is who I want to be. And does this align with that thing? And if it doesn't, then I don't do it. And if it does, I'm like, ah, okay, I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to sacrifice and do it. So, uh, that's a big part. I wish more people, I think more people should do that. I can't emphasize enough. I fail on, a, on a, almost a daily basis, but, but yeah. it's like, every day Me is like too. a new opportunity to try I again. I fail
0: all the time. Failing. So. I actually, I would even re. I'm trying to reframe my perspective on failure and use that word less because I feel like failure is when you're not able to take something out of it. I would say like mm. I don't achieve some of the things, but I wouldn't consider it a failure because um, you're aware that like maybe if you didn't achieve something, you're aware that you didn't. And then your intention the next day is to begin again. And I feel like that's not it's impossible to be a failure when you're in that perspective. But yeah, I, I so agree with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think I I wish. Yeah. I just think regardless, there's no one that's going to be able to succeed everything in life. But I I would like to dictate the rules for myself as much as I can of who I want to be because I I base it off of people I love. And I'm like, if I want to be like them, I got to live like them. So that's 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 part of what it is. Well, Taylor, we're going to end there. But like, I I really appreciate you and your energy. I I, I, I'll have people your links to all the stuff. In the show notes, and I'm really excited for people to connect with you and, and learn more about you, learn more about what you're doing at Connecting You, and and all the stuff you're doing with, you know, with athletes that are that are like having access to the. I want to like plug the apparel. Give me places that people can find you, interact with you, learn from you, uh, and connect with you.
0: Love that. You could follow me on Twitter, t. kennerson underscore, and LinkedIn, Taylor Kennerson, and you could find all the things I'm doing. On those social platforms. I don't want to plug all the companies because I don't want people to get bored. But yeah, if you have questions or you want to check something <laughs> out, I love talking and conversing and connecting. So feel free to hit me up and, you know, reach out.
1: Awesome. Awesome.
0: Thanks, Grant. I really appreciate you. Yeah,
1: appreciate you, Kenny. So, um, everybody, thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.